In this week's show, our guest is Roland Huddleston. He is the director of Mediation Works, an organization that assists veterans with conflict resolution. And he's working on some projects on how to help veterans deal with issues related to interpersonal relationships and ways for them to cope with their emotions. Tell me a little bit about your background and your interest in serving veterans in your organization. Yeah, let's see. Uh, I worked at Operation Stand Down in Nashville for maybe seven years until I retired. I was their front office coordinator. And so I part of my job is trying to hook up the veterans who came in with the services they needed. So we had a wonderful collaboration of all the different services in Nashville. And um, I really enjoyed doing that. So after I retired, I just kept on as a volunteer and meanwhile, all this time, I've been uh, the executive director of Mediation Works, uh, a victim offender reconciliation program, teaching conflict resolution in metro schools. And so we just converted that to conflict resolution training for the veterans. And so there's a return to life program and a um, transitional housing program. And so... My mission there is to help the veterans learn how to express themselves in order to be able to um, satisfy their needs without causing stress on other people. And um, how to be effective at negotiating and selling your idea. And um, one of the things we're working on now is we are uh, building a team to create videos on YouTube of veterans acting out solutions to the problems that veterans have to face returning to civilian life and society and all that. So these are scenarios written by the veterans. They've chosen the ones that are most important. And uh, so the next step will be to choose up our team. And, of course, we need funding. We're going for that. We want to also teach how to do this because we think that other agencies like Operation Stand Downs in other parts of the country might be willing to add to this um, collection of videos on YouTube. And we're thinking that uh, civilians, everybody would be able to go to this and see, oh, man, this is how those guys figured out how to solve this problem without hurting anybody, going to jail, ruining your life, etc. And so other people might be able to learn from our, from what we have learned. And so that's the idea with this uh, uh, collection of videos, which we haven't created yet, but that's what our project is, to create videos acted by veterans, the scripts were written by veterans, the situations were lived by veterans, and veterans are figuring out how to resolve those issues uh, so that other people can learn from their experience. So that's very exciting. Meanwhile... Um, Operation Stand Down is just growing and growing. You can look them up on the web. I think it's osdtn.org. I know it is. And uh, see how many uh, hundreds of homeless veterans they were able to take care of at the last uh, event. We usually have a two-day two event. Excuse me. I'm catching my breath here. I have a two-day event in which uh, all of our collaborators in the metro, in the uh, Nashville area, in fact, all over the southeast, we have people coming from uh, veterans with uh, VFW 
and the women's uh, uh, group coming all the way from, you know, like Illinois and uh, and uh, Virginia in order to serve food to the veterans here and to uh, volunteer at these events. So that's pretty exciting. So that about catches me up on uh, what we're doing, I think. Uh, you want to ask some questions, and I'll be glad to answer them. Definitely. Um, if you could tell us a little bit more about this um, program where you help um, victim and offenders um, resolve issues. Is it part of uh, restorative justice, or what's the philosophy behind it? Yes, it is a restorative justice philosophy, and the idea is that uh, people are going to feel much more resolved if they can sit down and discuss the situation together. The offender can find out how the victim feels about this. See, it's interesting, but we usually typecast each other and don't really think about what people are really like. So oftentimes the person who stole the material or broke into the house or whatever didn't really think of the other people as people. He thought of them more as uh, opportunity or a mark for them to take advantage of. And when they find out that you're really just like their Aunt Sally or whatever, they really oftentimes... Um, uh, can feel remorse and try to make the situation better. And um, so that, so a lot of times mediation will be more effective. So how, how do you relate that to the, to the veterans? Is it that homeless veterans are having struggles with one another or people in their personal uh, domestic life um, that can um, address uh, family issues? Uh, how do you implement this yeah. with the veteran? Yeah, yeah, all of that. Um, exactly. We all have conflicts. And we all, um, you know, have difficulties either paying the rent or getting the job or uh, working it out with our spouse, whatever. And psychologists have known for years that as your stress level gets higher, you tend to regress in your development as a person. So you start acting out in a more childish way, which goes exactly opposite for what you need in order to work something out with another person. And so, uh, of course, at the heart of all conflict resolution is truly listening to the other person and not just uh, getting a gist of where they're going and then tuning off while, or tuning out while you uh, think of how you're going to respond and cut them down with your elegant thought. Instead, uh, it's conflict resolution requires you actually listen to the other person and try to understand it from their point of view. And we, when you can do that, you can negotiate almost anything because you are actually seeing what the other person needs and then trying to do come up with a win-win solution. So veterans need this uh, shopping. They need it dealing with each other. They live in a community with uh, two guys for a room or women. I think they have four men's houses, two women's houses. And um, so then they have to learn to get along with each other a little bit. Conflict resolution, of course, is essential for that. It's also essential for you and me when we go into work or deal with our family. So this is the all-purpose tool is conflict resolution. Uh, our show just got picked up by uh, Free Radio Nashville. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah. if you can tell us what resources are available for veterans in Nashville at this time from your network and the people that you know doing good work out there. Oh, yeah. So uh, Nashville has the largest, oldest, best-established operation stand-down in the United States. And uh, this, they have been growing this for the last 15 years, something like that. And um, they have over 100 employees, and, and they're dedicated to finding jobs for veterans, finding houses for veterans, uh, hooking veterans up with education, uh, hooking them up with the VA hospital, uh, and also the return to life and the uh, transitional housing program. And so, uh, yeah, they, they serve, you know, almost 100 veterans every day. They have a, um, a computer lab with 12 computers in there with the latest, all the latest stuff. So you can actually, at Operation Standdown, you can learn to code and go out and get a $40,000 a year job. And uh, so they have the people there to teach you how to do it even. So it's a great place. Operation Standdown is the corner of 12th and Edgefield in Nashville. And you can take the 17 bus or the 25 bus, and they'll let you off right at the door. It's a great place. So I'm real proud to have been involved with them these years. How is the climate around the VA and the government support for the troops uh, working? Having worked in the Houston VA, um, I realized, you know, there's this ongoing thing about support the troops, support the troops, but then when they come back, there's very little support for them. So is it changing? Is it getting better? Because what I saw was a, a very broken system and very few resources available. Yeah, the the VA system all over the United States is really... Um, uh, you know, got growing pains and uh, lack of funding. And so the Congress is going to jump up and say, you aren't serving enough veterans and you're not serving them fast enough and you're not treating them well enough. And by the way, we're going to cut your funding another 20% next year. So it really comes back to what is Congress willing to pay? You know, like we do have some people who's, Parents are millionaires, and they can go to school and become a psychiatrist and donate their time. I'll bet there's one or two of them in the world. But we need hundreds of psychologists to be working with the VA, and those hundreds of psychologists have to pay for their education, they have to pay for their room and board, etc. just like anybody else. So you actually have to pay them. So what it is is, is our... Um, uh, responsibility for taking care of the veterans after back in the United States is a very expensive proposition. But also not taking care of them is even more expensive. So that's the way it is. Nashville, oh, excuse me, what were you saying? Well, and that was one... one Go ahead, what were you going to say about Nashville? I was saying that uh, as far as I'm concerned, Nashville, the VA in Nashville, is probably the best one in the United States. And I have not found, coming here 30 years, I have not found a single employee 
who cared more about the clock than they did about the patients. And uh, the, one of the problems that they had recently is uh, a real long delay in getting people seen their first time there, which uh, speaks of the lack of enough primary care physicians. Part of the flack they received, because they were, just on being honest with their reporting, that they were like three months behind on um, new uh, uh, intakes, and uh, some of the other hospitals got in worse shape because they lied and acted like as if they were catch caught up. So, uh, I, what I've been, what I suggested was that we take a bunch of people from Nashville, and I could name them, and take them around the country and show other systems around the country how to take care of veterans like they need to be taken care of. So I think this is a marvelous hospital here. Well, it was good to hear that. Um, regarding um, mental health, uh, PTSD, uh, military sexual trauma support, I asked one of the psychologists in the Houston VA, um, is it really possible to help people struggling with, with this? Because I was leading a Vietnam veteran group and they had a lot of struggles and a lot of uh, difficulties. And then we had a, a PTSD group of uh, recent veterans and it was very similar uh, concerns. So the question was, how much have we uh, been able to expand the support and how much have we've been able to learn from the experiences of other veterans and is it working? Right. So she said She said that now uh, support is more available, is quicker to, quicker to access, that a lot of the older veterans waited a long time to get help. Uh, do you agree that the new forms of support are helpful for the people that, that tap into them? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know that. I, I don't have a handle on the flow. Um, and I'm sure that she does. Uh, I would like you to email me her address so I can send her a project and see what she thinks. Tell me more about the videos. Uh, so, so far, um, you send out requests for, from the questionnaire to get people uh, to share their thoughts. But what's the, the process going to be like? Yeah, right now... Right now, um, I'm being patient because our, uh, the executive director over at Operation Stand Down retired, as did the deputy director and um, a couple other key people. And so, um, and then there's the new director spending all his time trying to interview people to fill up his staff again. And then we have the event coming up probably in another week or so. And so, uh, right now we're waiting to, we're asking the new executive director to consider a continued collaboration with our Mediation Works, our organization. And until then, I'm, uh, just, uh, tweaking the program, talking to people, see how much, and then how much support we can get. And I'm sending out this, um, survey because the responses that I get in the survey are going to be very helpful for 
selling the program, both the funders and also Operation Standouts Board of Directors, which we're going to have to have sign on in order to take our next step. So uh, right now, and I really appreciate you for sending me your response, and I'd love to have this lady who uh, works at the VA as a psychiatrist, and uh, I will send you some wonderful responses that I got up here from uh, somebody who's helped thousands of veterans find work and a uh, chaplain over at the VA hospital here. And uh, so I've been getting some really good responses from that question here, which is going to give me a lot of ammo in order to uh, sell the program to the people I need to sell it to. So that's what that What's the organization you're collaborating with that is going to transition right now with the new director? What's, which organization? Yeah, that's Operation Stand Down. And that's, uh, yeah. and that's where we teach their conflict resolution every week to the veterans at Operation Stand Down. And uh, so we're waiting, biding our time until the new director ha has time to deal with the more important things. And then we can... Uh, meet with him and continue our collaboration as far as this project goes. Okay, so tell us about your interest in helping veterans. Are you a veteran yourself, or what draws you? Oh, yeah, I'm a Navy vet. I'm a Navy vet, and it's really, for me, it's paying it forward because I've been helped so much in the past myself. What was your experience like uh, being in the Navy? Yeah, for I think maybe seven years, I was the front office coordinator for Operation Stand Down. And I would see, you know, 35, 45 people a day, homeless sets that we'd be able to help. Now it's up closer to 100 people a day. And um, it's a wonderful program. I want everybody to check it out. And you can look it up on the web, osdtn.org. And um, we don't have a website right now. We don't have any money. So we're just waiting until until things turn over and, and uh, maybe some of these people are nice enough to send us a questionnaire can also uh, hook us up for a little money. Most of our board of directors is rather poor and uh, in one case committed to uh, doing a neighborhood program for kids uh, in, uh, in the other part of town. They, that board, those board members need to put their money into that program. You know how it is. Now we have a bigger audience uh, in Nashville. Can you give us some contact information if people are interested in supporting your organization? Yeah, I am putting out right now, I have an owl's list, those who give a hoot, about 470 people that I have in the last 23, 25 years. I try to um, connect people that I find who care more about the clients in front of them than they do about the clock. And so I have a list of those who give the Owls of Nashville. And so every couple of weeks I am putting out a list of the interesting things to do in Nashville that I've taken off of other calendars and trying to put it all together so that you have an easy time. If you're going to come into Nashville, you just pull this list and look at it and say, yeah, I'm going to be there two days. Let's see what's going on that night. And so that's my plan. And my, I hope to one day have... Uh, a bunch of owls listening to uh, jazz, a jazz in the park, sitting in the same oak tree and swapping snacks and stories. So that's uh, where I'd like to go. And 
sometimes these events uh, can get two or three more people to come to an event. And the more people you get to come to events, the more important it is. So um, I figure all these nonprofits that I am putting on my calendar, I might benefit them a little bit by letting the people who give a hoot know that they're doing it. So the next thing we're doing, uh, that's this week. Friday, we're, a bunch of us are going down to the Fort Benning, Georgia, the School of the Americas. And it's also now called the Inter-Hemisphere, uh, whatever, whatever. And this is a school where they uh, teach, uh, let's see, counterinsurgency techniques such as assassination, waterboarding, all these torture techniques, uh, throwing people out of helicopters, uh, threatening people with the death of their family. All these techniques are taught at Fort Benning on the American dollar to uh, death squads sent up here by dictators from South America. And they're in the process of building 18 new maximum security prisons in South America, which will tremendously be benefit Bechtel and, uh, and Hilburton, the only companies that are big enough to build those kind of things. And so they're going to build maximum security prisons down there, and then they're going to upgrade the, the teachers, uh, union members, uh, Nuns, priests, they'll upgrade them right now. They're considered to be uh, radicals. They'll probably call them terrorists and put them in prison so that they have a reason to spend all of our tax money building these. Who needs 18 maximum security prisons in, in uh, South America? That's absurd, but that's what they're going to do. And so we're going to go down there to Fort Benning this Saturday and Sunday. I mean, this Friday and Saturday. And there will be thousands of people down there carrying crosses and singing and going up to the gates and putting a cross in the fence there. The thousands of crosses with names written on them, just showing a small percentage of the number of people who've been killed in South America by death squad trained right here at the School of the Americas. I call it School of the Assassins, and I also call it Shame on America, SOA. So I'm planning on going down with several other vets and say, this is not this is not the Christian way. This is not the American way. This is not what our country was designed for, y'all. may make money, but it doesn't make hearts and minds. So that's a major undertaking that we're going to try and do. And we're also on the 28th going to have a march here in Nashville um, for climate change. And um, then on the 3rd of December, we're going to gather here in Nashville and listen to the um, talk from Paris live fed into uh, our Methodist church here by Vanderbilt and um, hear the uh, negotiations going. So the Navy is really good at, uh, they are converting to uh, solar and, and thermal and uh, they're really becoming really careful about what they do with all their noxious chemicals that come off of those ships and equipment and stuff. So uh, the military is coming around faster than, of course, the oil companies. They want to make as much money as they can before everybody realizes that they're destroying the earth in the process. Anyway, that's kind of my life. Thank you for listening. Real quick, uh, how can people contact you to make contributions or to volunteer at your organization? Yes, yes. And uh, 
those who give a hoot can call me and uh, will email me at rowhood, R-O-W-H-U-D, at yahoo.com. Well, David, thank you for calling me. Oh, another thing about veterans and PTSD. I would like to send a letter to all of the newspapers in Tennessee and say, you know, veterans have found working in farming can relax their PTSD. And we need opportunities at farms for veterans to uh, be able to live there and work. uh, And some of them will even, you know, so we need farmers to start thinking about how can I fit an extra person if I can build an extra little house back here or maybe I got a spare room and uh, maybe I can have a veteran and um, he can help me with my crops. So that's another goal.